0: This is a top to a, you know what we use on stage but it's very very special because if you can see yeah the numbers all go to 11 look right across the board oh. 11 oh, 11 and most 11 and then amps then... go
1: up to 10 exactly Does that mean it's louder is it any louder? Well it's one
0: louder
2: isn't it
3: it's not 10. You see, most, most blokes are going to be playing at ten. You're on ten here, all the way up, all the way up, yeah. all the way up. You're on ten on your guitar, where can you go from there? Where? I don't know. Nowhere, exactly. What we do is, if we need that extra push over the cliff, you know what we do? Put it up to eleven. Eleven, exactly. One louder. Why don't you just make ten louder, and make ten be the top
1: number, and make that a little louder.
4: These go to eleven. Why is the beef? Yes, you have a reservation
2: for an Axel Foley. Clap
3: on, clap off, clap on, clap off. Clap on. Revenge of the nerds. nerds. Nerds! Nerds? Nerds. Nerds! What is a nerd? Come on!
2: <laughs>
1: happening hot stuff hey, hey folks it's tim robertson and this is geekiest show ever number 22 recording in the uh studio and i've got a guest with me it's chad Perry. hello and uh hey chad we've got skype running finally <laughs> <laughs> guy Cyril and uh david cohen uh, you know what i almost did right there i almost did uh <clears throat> David Searle and Guy, Guy Cohen. Cohen. <laughs> we can do it like that if you want. Um, sure. Nah, I like it better this way. That'll work. Yeah. So uh, last week, or last show, we decided we we're going to talk about, and this was uh, your call, David. You said 1984. That was going to be the subject for this no, podcast. No, that was me. Was it you? Yeah. I thought it was David that said that.
0: Uh-uh. Huh. I'll, f- I'll fight you for it. <laughs>
1: So, whosever idea it was, (laughs) I think it was a great idea because uh, we all did quite a bit of research and uh, put together some really cool stuff. Now, the beginning of this podcast, unlike most geekiest shows ever, we actually had music and stuff. So, Mm -hmm. for those wondering what the music came from, they're thinking, you know, I heard that somewhere before. And Chad, you didn't guess it right away, but David Cohen, I'm the one that put the opening together, but David Cohen, he knew exactly what it was. Oh yeah.
0: Yeah, Ghostbusters.
1: And I put some movie clips oh, was, in it there. It was
5: incidental music from Ghostbusters.
1: Yes. And I love that little theme music, mm-hmm. though. I mean, it fit the music, or the, it fit the movie the perfect. Yeah. Right, yeah. When I hear that music, I, I see Venkman sneaking around. <laughs> right. And, <laughs> you know, it it just works so well in that. Yeah. Um, I put some commercials in there, some movies. um, I think everybody could probably figure out where they all came from. Obviously, the very last thing you hear, what's happening, hot stuff, 16 yeah. Candles. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's been a while since I've seen 16 Candles, mm-hmm. and that was from 1984. It, every single time they show the guy from The Chinese Kid, yeah. they ring the gong.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: Dung <laughs> I'm like, oh, my God. Well, that was his name, though, Long Duck Dong. <laughs> yes, but that's not why they were ringing the bell. I mean, it, they, why didn't they just go ding, 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 ding? I mean, it was so insulting. I mean, no. God.
0: Yeah, but you could get away with that sort of thing
1: back in the back 80s. Back in the 80s. <laughs> no. People weren't as politically correct. Yeah, It was starting to get there, though. Yeah, I mean, you saw the writing on the wall. and. You know, it's it's funny that the stuff that we just took for granted, but there's a huge list of stuff we wanted to go through. And at the very end of this podcast, um, when we're done chatting here, guys, we've got a 12 minute, a little less than 12 minutes, music montage from songs that were all huge in 1984. Oh, very cool. I, I put that together way late into the night last night because I've got a really bad head cold right now. So I was literally up past midnight just kind of messing around with my iTunes and recording yeah. it in Audio Hijack Pro and GarageBand and kind of just assembling it all together and I came up with you know I didn't even count how many songs I used. Oh jeez, yeah. But it's it's 12 minutes. just it's 12 minutes long. So once we actually play the music at the end if you guys don't want to listen to the whole thing you can stop listening to the podcast at that point because we're not coming back in. <laughs> That's right, but yeah. we will be offended if you don't. That's right. So, uh, what's the first thing on our agenda here, uh, Guy Searle? Uh, well, let's talk about some of the big movies from 1984.
5: First one was uh, 16 Candles.
1: That, you know, I love that movie, and mm-hmm. I still do. My wife loves it. I think what that was, was more a, of a... That was Chris Columbus, wasn't it? Mm, no, it was no that was John Hughes. John, John Hughes. Hughes. That yeah. was, his first, uh, right, that was right. John
0: Hughes' first movie. Was it? Yeah, it was his first movie before, and then after that, he went on to make uh, Ferris
4: Bueller's Day Off. Hmm.
2: Mm -hmm.
4: Which was another great, great flick. Adventures in Babysitting was another one of his, too, I think, wasn't it? Yeah, but I think that was later on. Yeah, that was was later
0: on. This was definitely his first one. Yep. Um, So the uh, the start of an auspicious
1: career. You know, we need to have a a geekiest show ever of just John Hughes movies. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Because (laughs) the guy was hugely influential, and, of course, he just passed away... Just recently, within the last, what, six months or so? Yeah. Yeah. Um, next movie on the list, A Nightmare on Elm Street. I can't believe oh. that was way back in 1984. It doesn't oh, seem that
4: hard. Was it that far ago?
1: Do you know they're remaking it? Oh, really? You know, I said the same thing, but you know who they got to play, Freddy Krueger? Who? Who? Uh, the guy who played Rorschach.
4: Oh, you're kidding Yeah. yeah? Oh, he'd be oh, great at, he at it. He would be really I know. Really Once you hear that,
1: Hale- what's his name, uh, Hadley or Haley... Oh, I cannot think of it right off the top of my head.
0: Uh, what is uh, the, the, the actor's real name? name? Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I guess it doesn't matter. Jackie, look... Jackie Haley. Jackie Haley. Jackie Haley. Yeah. You know, I, I did not want them to make a remake when I heard the rumors, mm-hmm. but then I saw a trailer online, and it's him, and I was like, okay, I changed my mind. He's perfect for the role. Yeah. Isn't he? I think he's oh, yeah. perfect. Yeah. And the, the original, way, I can't yeah. think of what the
5: original guy's name Robert is. Robert England. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. He's he, he's way too old to do something like that now. Oh
4: yeah, he is. Now, well, but with the makeup, you're, how are you going to know? You know, is <laughs> yeah.
0: is Wes Craven still uh, involved?
1: With I, I I think so, but I know they're they're. It's literally a remake. They're making the first movie, and some of it from the trailer is scene from scene from the very first one. I mean, mm. the the bathtub scene when she's in it in the, sitting in the bathtub and the claw comes up oh, out yeah. of the water. That's in the new one. So I mean, mm. there it looks like they they took. Frame from frame, at least parts of it, to yeah, do the remake. To,
0: yeah, according to Wikipedia, he's not involved with this. Yeah, mm.
1: I, I would, I would be surprised if he was. I mean, he made that yeah. movie. He doesn't need to remake it. Right. Yeah. Uh, next one we've got probably one of my favorite movies of the decade, Beverly Hills Cop. Ugh, so good. Yeah, hey, yeah. that
4: was that was uh, junior, Eddie Murphy Junior. Prom went to, went to see that movie after my first prom oh, God, with a I'm bunch so of my horrible. buddies and their dates, and we all went to see Beverly Hills Cop in our prom outfits
1: <laughs> really
4: yeah and, <laughs> wow. and
0: it, this one's interesting really because I remember going to see it and not really knowing what to expect you know I think it was kind of trailered as it was going to be you know a, a funny comedy much like uh, Trading Places had been
1: mm-hmm. and of course
0: it isn't really that sort of f- film at all I mean he has it has some you know some real comedic yeah. moments but, but actually it, yes, to, it's
1: not a comedy you know, Yeah, it's really
5: it's a, it's it's,
4: a detective it, movie yeah. Well, it
5: was it was it's Murphy's action. real yeah. breakout role oh absolutely yes. Yeah. You know, I mean, he'd been in um, Forty Eight uh, Hours, movie, yeah, Forty Eight Hours with Nick Nolte, and, and didn't have top billing though. When they did the sequel, he did have top billing. Yes, but
1: Forty Eight Hours was Eddie Murphy's breakout role. I mean, yeah, it, yeah. and he, they so. actually made Beverly Hills Cop before Forty Eight Hours came out, so they didn't know that Eddie Murphy was going to be this massive, huge star. They they mm-hmm. kind of had a feeling, obviously, right. because he was on Saturday Night Live, mm-hmm. but they started filming. Um, Beverly Hills Cop before another or 48 Hours came out. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it worked out just perfect. I mean, he was a huge hit in 48 Hours, and then Beverly Hills Cop comes out almost immediately right on top of it. Yeah. And boom, massive Well, hit honestly,
5: I, I think I prefer it as a movie 48 Hours more. So do I, Well, I
4: don't know. Sh- they're they're, they're
0: different. very different types yeah. of films, aren't they? I mean, yeah. you know. But Beverly Hills Cop is massively entertaining, not just for Eddie Murphy's. Um, Performance, but I think most of the people who are in it, kind of, you know, are really enjoying what they're doing, and it Mm -hmm. really comes across in in the performances. You know, it's it's an incredibly entertaining film.
1: But you Mm -hmm. know, Forty Eight Hours really is a Nick Nolte vessel. I mean, it really isn't an Eddie Murphy film, right? I mean, he's this rough and grub cop who has to deal with this jokester. Mm -hmm. I mean, you're you're always in his shoes through the entire movie. Yeah, and I don't think it would have worked the other way. Well, it didn't because it was called another 48 hours no, and it, it right. wasn't very good. <laughs> yeah. Uh next movie, <clears throat> go ahead David.
0: Uh the next movie is Ghostbusters. Now this is one of my favorites from my oh, You
1: guys saw that movie? <laughs> <laughs>
4: god. Yeah, who didn't see that at least four times? <laughs> at least.
1: <clears throat> you know, I bought the special edition DVDs just a couple of years ago. I don't know why I didn't wait until Blu-ray comes out. I mean, really.
4: Yeah.
1: It, it's it's Ghostbusters and as we know, they're having Ghostbusters 3 being made now. Yeah.
4: I did oh, not please, realize that. Please, please. Yeah.
1: Do See, I'm so far behind the times. Everything, almost everything on this list, well, not everything, but a lot of the stuff on well, this list is being remade. remade. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If, if That's go, Hollywood nowadays. Well, yeah. Ghostbusters was I still think it's it's still one of the the funniest comedies of all time. Yeah. I mean, it's just brilliant. There mm-hmm. there's nothing in that movie that I don't enjoy.
2: Mm-hmm. Even no, the Stay Puft
1: Marshmallow Man. Yeah,
0: you know. Yeah. Yeah, it, I mean it was an it's it's an incredibly inventive script. Um, you know, it, it has some really great special effects for the time. Mm-hmm. I mean, real some real groundbreaking stuff. Um, you know, and it, and it, a lot of the stuff in it has become quite iconic over the years.
2: Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: You know, it gets me that they came out with a video game this year based on Ghostbusters the movie and it, it's kind of Ghostbusters 3 itself. And I rushed right out and bought it the day it came out because I just couldn't wait. I it was a horrible game. It was so hard yeah. to control anything, and it was disjointed. Mm-hmm. But what they did in this game was, you know, recreate the firehouse and Ecto One and, yeah. and the characters and the real actors who voiced mm-hmm. roles. And and for those sa- things, it was brilliant. But everything, the actual gameplay was horrible. Mm. You know what?
0: You know what broke my heart about Ghostbusters though. A couple, we- uh, couple of weeks ago for Halloween, uh, my son went along to his uh, to his scout group. And they were had a Halloween party, so all the kids went dressed up. And this kid walked in, and he had this fantastic cardboard um, cardboard box turned into a, a proton pack. And he had the jumpsuit on, he had his name on, and everything. Obviously, his parents had put a lot of effort into this, and he looked the business. And as he walks in, I heard he walked past two other kids, and they, they turned to him, and One of them said, "What's a Ghostbuster?"
3: Oh, uh, mm-hmm. they
0: just—they obviously you know they'd never heard of it. And, and it just made me feel, you know, I said, oh, that's sad.
1: That really is sad. Poor deprived English children. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Another movie that starts with the G is next on our list, which, um, if I remember, this came out around Christmas time. This was a Christmas movie. I remember this was one of the very first times, only times, really, that I went to the movie on Christmas Day. Mm. Um, there's a couple members in my extended family who do that every year. Right. Right. We would go to Grandma's house, open presents, and be four or five of them would get together and go see a movie. And I always thought that was stupid. Of course, I was a kid. I just wanted to stay home and play with my new toys. Right. But this year, I went with them, and we saw Gremlins. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was a really creepy movie. It, it, I, I didn't like it the first time I saw it. I thought, eh. hmm I just – I didn't – it just seemed stupid to me. But looking back now, it's not – well, no, it's, just, it's still pretty stupid, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> but, but it was meant to be, right? You know, I mean, the, the whole—I don't think the whole... it was meant to be. I think it... it was meant to be taken kind of these are cute, cuddly little creatures, and oh, now they're horrible, they're they're scary. Look out! It was meant—I mean, it's Joe Dante film. It was meant to have an
0: edge. Um, I'm not sure it really worked the way that they wanted it to, um, but I remember at the time it caused um quite a lot of certainly in, in here in Britain, it caused. Quite a lot of um, of comment um, because I think, again, it was one of those movies that was sold to people as it was going to be a bit of a fun Christmas comedy, and a lot of them took their kids to it, and then the kids came out screaming because actually, you know, <laughs> yeah. there's some really nasty stuff that goes on in mm-hmm. this film. Oh, there is. Uh, and the uh, and, and yeah, microwave con- scene. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah, everyone remembers that. Consequently, uh, yeah, it, it caused a bit of controversy over here, I'm sorry,
1: Okay, Guy. Okay, uh, the Karate Kid with Daniel Danielson. Daniel Did you save that one some. for me? I did save that one for you. <laughs> You're the guy that takes the karate classes. Well, Taekwondo, but yeah. okay. <laughs> Same thing. Who cares? Yeah, we kick yeah. People. Um, I I loved the Karate Kid when it came out. Yeah. And I loved Elizabeth Shue. Oh my God. Yeah. I oh, oh. Um, <laughs> okay, I still do. She's just awesome. Yeah. I liked her as an actress. Um, I you know. This movie kind of gets made fun of a lot, but I still like the Karate Kid. I still it think was, it's a it great was, story. It was
4: Rocky for teenagers.
1: It was absolutely. Um, the I, problem with it
0: is it become it has become a stereotype of itself over the years. Yes, you know that that kind of film where you know the 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 kid kind of make makes a big come you know learn something during the movie and he uses it to to beat the bad guy at the end and. And gets the girl and everything has become a real cliche. Uh, and of course, you know, back back when this came out, it wasn't as much of a cliche as it is nowadays.
1: Mm-hmm. You know, the the well, problem this kind here of set the cliche. It did, well, actually, AI yeah, did. Um, they're remaking this one now too. Mm. Oh. Uh, the no. Pat Morita character, uh, Jackie Chan. Jackie Chan. And some no. black kid is Danielson, mm. um, and I hear that it is a remake. It's not a continuation or anything like. It's a remake. They're starting no. over. Uh-huh. Could be good. I like Jackie Chan. Well, but...
4: it, it could be, but you know, there were so many things that were just smart about the way that movie was done. Yeah, you know, one of my favorite yeah. scenes was actually when he went and kind of crashed the high school dance dressed as a shower. Oh, so absolutely. So no one would know who he was. Yeah. You
1: know? <laughs> well, and there was also a very mysterious yet knowing aura around um, Mr. Miyagi. Yeah. I mean, you really believed that there was something special about this mm-hmm. guy. And I don't know if Jackie Chan can pull that off. I mean, because Pat Maria would just kind of... The way he would look at Daniel with this little twinkle, mm-hmm. knowing twinkle in his eye, mm-hmm. that just gave it's, the character so much depth. Yeah.
0: He's, he's, he gave a very un, understated performance. Yeah. And I don't think that's the sort of performance Jackie Chan will give. He'll give a very... Right. Physical
1: performance, and that that kind of is not what the character is about. Mm-mm. We could be wrong, though. I hope we are. I hope it's a great remake. Another song, or another song, another movie coming out for a remake. Chad is the last Starfighter. You have been recruited by the Star League. Oh God, <laughs> the first one wasn't even that good. I'm with At least Guy. I think, so. I, I think, I think well, we're divided right down the middle. But Guy. you know,
4: it's, it's another 1980s teenager coming of age movie uh, sort of thing. Yeah, I guess. Now, but just the same, whole
5: premise behind it, which, and, which just seems to be so weak. I thought
0: well, the
1: premise it, was good. I just thought the execution was bad.
0: Yeah, I'd agree with, I'd agree with you on that, um, Tim. I actually saw, funny enough, I saw this on TV about a couple of weeks ago. Um, and I had, it was the first time I'd actually watched it from end to end for a, a, an awful long time. Um, and you're absolutely right. It's got some quite weak performances in it. Mm-hmm. Particularly, some of the alien characters are are really Just stereotypes. Uh, really bad. Yeah. Um, but but despite that, you know, it is. Uh, and yeah, the plot's the plot is pretty thin. But the way it, it's it's still a lot of fun. Um, and you know, this was the first movie to really use CGI. For, um, all, for, for all the for interstellar. the space special yep. effects. And, oh, and actually, you know what? You're right. You're right. Yeah. And and it's interesting. I mean, at the time, it looked amazing. I remember being blown away by it. And now you no, watch it. That's horrible. Think, I, get, think, I get better that's graphics that's
4: off my console. Yeah. I get <laughs> my better graphics on my iPhone. Yeah, true.
0: <laughs> and, and the thing is, you could probably render it yourself. Yeah.
5: Yeah, in an afternoon. Yeah. Don't, don't now it looks trouble. like Plan Nine from Outer Space. But
0: the, the point, the, the point about it uh, that I found is that actually the um, the design of the models and the design of the ships in the movie was fantastic. They were I remember, mm-hmm. absolutely. I, 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 you know, I really wanted the video game that was in the game in the movie to be a real video game so I could play it.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, it was. I um, just thought
1: the ending was. Okay, he he goes through all this training and basically pushes a button and the ship spins around real fast and shoots everything <laughs> and that's it. It's over. Yeah. He won. Yeah, thank God they
5: found someone that was able to push a that button. button. <laughs> thank God.
1: You know, I, it's just ridiculous. But if they redid it nowadays, same premise: aliens leave these video games. They'd obviously have to be home. Well, video but that games but that wasn't point. but
4: that wasn't even the premise of the movie. The premise of the mo- One of the one of the things about the movie is that the video game was not supposed to be there. Because the Riggs character who recruited him wasn't even supposed to be recruiting people from Earth. Right. But Which I don't think they played that up enough either. No, they I think no, in a they remake they probably would. They would.
1: But imagine what they could do. They, they find this Earthling who's a great starfighter mm-hmm. based on this video game, a training simulator yeah. if you will. But instead of being very static the way that game was – be it very, you know, battlefield type of.
4: Immersive. Yeah.
1: yeah, just like, oh, my God. And so when he actually goes up in space and does it, it's it's a huge dogfight. I mean, it's thousands of ships mm-hmm. and explosions, and that would be awesome. And so how's. So one how's
5: but- go, yeah, go ahead. Yeah,
1: there's no one button ending, no.
4: <laughs> my question is how are they going to serve this game up in the remake? Is this going to be something that somebody downloads from Xbox Live?
1: No, uh, it'll, yeah. it'll be it'll be a console game. It would have right? to be a console game. Nobody yeah. goes to arcades right. anymore. Um I the, what really bothered me more than anything else is everyone lived in this trailer part really cared about the high score in some video game. It was retarded.
5: Yeah. Well what else did they have going yeah, on? Yes, what else did they have going are. on? I know. <laughs>
1: uh next movie up, I'm gonna say, uh I I liked the movie at the time, hate it now, but it's one of my it is my all time favorite soundtrack and it's Purple Rain. Um yeah. Horrible movie looking. Well, back. He, he, he could never act. He was a terrible actor. Yeah, but the, the, this movie was built around the premise that he can't act. Mm-hmm. I mean. Well, that was good because that's exactly what came across. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, really, this movie is nothing but one long music video. Correct. Yeah. That's really what it is. Yeah. And for that, it worked because a lot of the videos that came out of this movie were from the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but the soundtrack itself is my favorite soundtrack of all time. So mm-hmm. I,
0: I, yeah, I think I think I still think that this is the best work he ever did. Oh, uh, unquestionable, like yeah. right?
1: Yep.
5: Well, I would take issue to that. I think um, I I can't remember the name of the album off the top of my head now, but th- that was also a very solid cover to cover album. But yes. Whatever. Next one up, uh, another one that's getting remade. I I have no idea how they're (laughs) going to do this.
1: Go ahead.
4: There isn't even a Soviet Union anymore. For the love of God! The first time that Jennifer Grey and Patrick Swayze ever dirty danced was actually not on the dance floor. It was in Colorado fighting the Russians. (laughs) Red Dawn.
1: Wolverines. (laughs) I went. What? They're in Ann Arbor now. (laughs) That's weird. Um, Red Dawn. The Cubans and... The Russians. And China... uh, No, it wasn't the Chinese. The are involved
4: somehow. Well, the Chinese are on the sides of the Americans. Yeah,
5: Yeah, they had like... I think they had like Nicaraguans and they had probably people from Angola and you know a couple other places that were very fiercely uh, socialist slash communist at the time that they made the movie.
1: It was uh, basically Ronald Reagan propaganda brought to the movie screen. Yeah. Because the funny thing is... As I was doing research on this and I was looking for television commercials and stuff, maybe I could pull sound clips out of, I actually watched the Ronald Reagan, the bear political ad. Mm. And it's so about Russia. Some people believe there's a bear out there Mm. and the bear is dangerous and the only way to... Is to be as strong as the bear. Ronald Reagan is ready for peace. But, huh? <laughs> what? You're just trying to scare the crap out of me with all this, you know, innuendo about bears and the Soviet Union, and then all of a sudden Ronald Reagan's about peace.
5: We've uh. we've declared the Soviet Union to be illegal, and we'll be dropping the bombs in five
1: minutes. Yeah, well, yeah, that, he did. That was an actual flub on yeah. his part. Yeah.
5: yeah, he was testing microphones. Yeah. yeah. Brilliant! Way to go, Ron. Next, you know, actually, can, let me uh, throw something. Since we're talking about this, I was I was at the embassy in, um, I believe it was it was somewhere in, in Switzerland, Zurich, I think, and they had taken out in post one where the Marines are. They had taken out their old uh, door control system, and had put in a new one. But all the buttons and stuff were still there because it was integrated into the counter. And one one of the Marines had actually taken little strips of tape and put underneath each one of the buttons and they said like bomb moscow call the white house and they didn't do anything you know but they said every every single person that went into post one would
1: hit that button that said bomb moscow <laughs> uh next movie revenge of the nerds you know this is i think this is probably the first movie that ever per, you know the term nerds out there and gave them the hero role. Right. I mean, they weren't made fun of. They were, but they got the revenge because of it. Right. You know, their right. their nerdiness won out at the end. They were mm. in, more intelligent. Um, I, I've always disliked this. I didn't. I don't hate this movie. I just find it very annoying. Mm-hmm. Um, but then again, in '84, I was probably on the other side, one of the jocks. You know, yeah, I would have hated the nerds. <laughs> uh, nerds, nerds. Um, I don't know what what can you really say about this movie, David. It's well, you know, it it's it's very much of its
0: time. I mean, they don't really make movies like this nowadays. I mean, you have the modern equivalent of Revenge of the Nerds is The Big Bang Theory on TV. Yeah. Uh, but it's m- so much more sophisticated than this. Yeah. This is this is very very juvenile. It's basically it's like a, a watered down version of Porky's.
3: Uh, <laughs> yeah, you're right. Right.
0: You know, and Porky's uh, and, uh, was
3: a
1: horrible movie. Yeah.
0: Yeah, well <laughs> I don't think this one was much better. No. And and you know I I, I just I, it's very much of its time I think. Yeah. Uh, you know, they made what, what four of them? Something like yeah, oh, yeah I was Yeah,
5: I never yeah. I don't think I saw any of them past the first one.
0: Uh, and this was this was another one that was slated for a remake but fortunately got canceled before it seemed sort oh, of like they they actually filmed it but um mm.
1: Okay, we have three movies left. Of these three movies, Chad, guess which one I don't like. The three movies are Romancing the Stone, The Terminator, and this is Spinal Tap. I would have to go with the first one. Yeah, Romancing the Stone was just a crappy movie. I liked it. I'm sorry. Ugh, I hated it. It felt like a warmed over Indiana Jones. Jones. I was
4: going to say the same thing. That's yeah. what it was. And
1: uh, yeah, ugh. I've, okay. I've, got to I've
4: never really
0: enjoyed uh, any performance Michael Douglas has given. Um, you know, I except don't maybe, know, Wall Street. Well, yeah, I was going to yeah. say, mm-hmm. except maybe Wall Street, yeah. but then it was mm-hmm. intended to be completely dislikable in that film, and he carried it off very well. Right. But he, nope, you know, he, nope,
1: nope, nope. There's one other one. Which one's that? Falling Down. Oh, now that oh, yeah. was a good one. Right, that was I'll, brilliant. I'll that. i, yeah, yeah. I got to give Michael Douglas credit. Yeah. I'll, Falling I'll, Down is his, his best movie yeah. yeah
0: i'll give you that but it, in romancing the stone you're absolutely right he was terrible and it's smarmy and it was, the
1: whole time just mm-hmm. yeah, exactly mm-hmm. you just want to smack him
0: exactly and you just it and bearing in mind she's meant to fall in love with him on this adventure why would just, she though for, just for me it just mm-hmm. didn't work because no, it just no. wasn't credible but she was when not, when not she a
4: likable character either no, she, no uh, she was a what was it she was a romance writer who yeah. A, yeah adventure Never really found any romance. Yeah, yeah. You just kind of. Ro- went
1: ro- down there to eyes. find her sister, mm-hmm. and the only redeeming quality of this entire movie, Danny, Danny Devito. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta love Danny Devito. I, I, I've never seen Danny Devito in a role that I didn't enjoy. Even just, going back to Taxi, I mean, I yeah. just, I think the guy's brilliant. He plays the same part in most things. Yeah, but I just like, like watching Danny Devito. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you know, he's the kind of asshole that you kind of root for, mm-hmm. even when he's just vile. You still can. There's something about mm-hmm. him you just kind of like. The Terminator. Oh yeah. The Governator.
2: <laughs>
1: yeah. Uh, we don't really have to get in the Terminator, do we?
2: No. Everyone's no. listening. You know, yeah.
1: if we ever get into the Terminator, that deserves its own show. I mean, yeah, <laughs> as well as all four Terminator movies. Yeah, yeah, because there's a whole big thing going on with that. And, yeah. and I think that's worth exploring in more depth at a later time. Mm-hmm. And the last movie we're going to talk about before we get into television, this is Spinal Tap. Brilliant movie. Mm-hmm. And Michael McKean, um, Rob Reiner wrote and directed it. I mean, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Meathead. The, the, you know what's funny? This was not a, a success in the movie theaters at all. I mean, it, it <laughs> not, was a huge no, flop. but it gained
4: a huge following outside of that.
1: Every year, they say it actually sells more copies than the year yeah. before. It's still huge. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I love Spinal Tap, and of course, for those wondering, at the very beginning of the show. When you hear the guys talking about turning it up to 11, that is Spinal, Spinal Tap. Tap. Um, they're actually going on tour again. I believe it. Oh, I think it's brilliant. Yeah. If they were around here, I'd go in a heartbeat. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, oh, my God. I would go just to see the 12-inch Stonehenge, so.
4: Yeah, I know.
1: <laughs> uh, you guys want to talk about Spinal Tap at all?
0: I,
4: I just think it was,
0: it was not only was it very funny, um, you know, it the, was inc- inc- incredibly invented. the way it was filmed. a lot of people who went to see it thought it was a real documentary. Yes, you mm-hmm. know, they didn't get the the fact that it was a joke. And of course, and we now have stuff like The Office, which basically takes the same idea uh, yeah. and pulls it off in a different direction. And this yeah. was done, you know, in the yeah, or the, the IT X. crowd. Yeah, but the IT crowd doesn't purport itself to be a documentary, whereas uh, oh, The it's Office, the, certainly be, yeah. the British version, the Ricky Gervais version, of The Office was was filmed in that same photo. Oh, it is here. It oh, is yeah. here
1: in the yeah. US too, um, just not as well.
0: Yeah. Um, so uh, you know, yeah, it really was. I think was gr- groundbreaking, and and it
1: doesn't surprise me that it still remains as popular as it as it as it is. I would say that's one of my favorite movies on this whole list. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just it's it's timeless at this point too. You know, when you watch it, you don't feel like you're watching a movie that was, you know, cliche in the 80s. It it feels real to me still. All right. We're going to take a quick break and uh, drop a fun commercial in here and we'll be right back.
2: It certainly is a big bun. Mm -hmm. It's a very Mm -hmm. big bun. Big fluffy bun. Mm -hmm. It's a very big fluffy bun. Where's the beef?
3: Some hamburger places give you a lot less beef on a lot of bun.
2: Where's the beef?
3: At Wendy's, we serve a hamburger we modestly call the single. And Wendy's single has more beef than the Whopper or Big Mac. At Wendy's, you get more beef and less bun. Hey, where's the
2: beef? I don't think there's anybody back there.
3: You want something better. You're Wendy's kind of people.
1: And we're back and it's time to talk about I'm spitting all over the place here, Chad.
4: 1984
1: television shows. You know, there's a lot of uh, great shows from the 80s, and mm-hmm. a lot of really bad shows. Yes. These are the uh, the the shows that actually started in 1984, and then when we're done with these, we're going to talk about a few of the ones that ended in 1984. Mm-hmm. So to start it off with, one of my favorite shows. I love this show. Was Night Court. Oh, oh yeah, gosh. Harry Anderson. Yep. I I always liked the. Uh, one of the lawyers what's his name uh John Laracat? John Laracat, yes. yeah he he i i like him as an actor mhm um i liked his role in um Boston Legal Blind Date Bl- yep, Blind yeah Blind Date he he was he's a real he's one of these actors that when he pops up in something he kind of commands your presence mm-hmm. or your attention but he's never been the big star either right well, yeah. i fo- i follow he's, him much he on was Twitter. a character actor he is. I found him on Twitter. He's on Twitter. Oh, really? He twitters himself too. Yeah, mm. I bet he does. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I just thought Night Court was just one of those shows that was really good. Mm-hmm.
0: It was. I must admit, it was very confusing to me. I mean, I always <coughs> thought it was very funny, um, and I I always liked. Um, what was the name of the big guy who was the, se- the oh. security guard? Oh, sh- Richard, Richard Bull. 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 Yep. Yeah, Richard Moll was the actor. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I thought he was very good as well. But I must admit, I was as a British person, I was very confused by it because I couldn't understand why they were doing court at night. It's, <laughs> it's just something we don't we don't do in prison. we don't we don't do
4: that here either, David. <laughs> no, no, well, they would in well, New York. In New York, they would.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, I don't think they do it anymore. It's a city
5: that never sleeps, so they have to have people go
1: to jail at night. You know, back in the eighties, the the big thing seemed to be for a big part of the decade anyways, was jets and helicopters and anything that flew
4: well, or drove. The, well, Blue Thunder was the big helicopter. Big helicopter, movie. yeah.
1: Yeah, which predated the, the next one. Yeah, and uh, the next one is Airwolf. Who didn't yep. like Airwolf? That that helicopter was bad. Oh, yeah. I just hated Jan Michael Vincent. Yeah. Didn't
5: he die last year?
1: Or was it the year before? I, I, I
5: or are you no, thinking yeah. Ernest
4: Borgnine? Because Ernest Borgnine was in that too. But he's still alive. I oh. don't you're right. He is.
1: I have no idea if Jan Michael Vincent is.
4: Uh, the last I saw of him, he was looking pretty rough. I mean. No,
1: he he is dead. But I th- I think his yeah. career died Vincent much much longer before he did. Jan Michael Vincent is not dead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let, let's listen to David because he was the last last time he said someone was dead wasn't dead. It was David that said he was dead. So. Yeah,
0: but, but he's, Jan Michael Vincent is not dead. Just his career. His career maybe. Yeah. But no, I, I, the thing I, I always preferred the the Blue Thunder series, to be honest. Um, despite the fact it kind of ignored the continuity of the movie, which destroyed the helicopter at the end. Yeah, but I, I was, um, I always thought it was a much more interesting setting. I know the Blue Thunder TV series didn't last very long, but but I, I li- enjoyed. You know what I liked I, about Airwolf was the
1: theme. Yeah, <laughs> the, the, themes, <laughs> yeah the theme. was great. <laughs> um, <laughs> <but> the, <laughs>
0: You know what the problem with Airwolf was? It was, a, it was a really great premise. The helicopter was very cool and all of that. But it was ruined by the fact it was, it was always made so cheaply. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, it always really kind of spoiled it for me, that the fact
1: it, it was made on such a shoestring budget. Yep, I agree. Next show was a, uh, an old show that they brought back with a new oh, host. Yeah. And you know what prompted this to come back on? No. Well, the show is Jeopardy. And the year before, Weird Al Yankovic had a big song I lost on Jeopardy, baby. That's yeah. right. <laughs> and that's what prompted Merv Griffin to bring Jeopardy back with a really? new host. Really? I didn't
4: realize it was a Weird Al song. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: Uh-huh. And uh, that's why they brought it back because mm-hmm. – and the only reason I know this is because I was listening to the Kevin ba- Pollack talk show,
2: mm-hmm.
1: chat show I think it is, and he had Weird Al on, which is – it was a great interview by the yeah. way. It was like two hours long. I was into the whole thing. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and it was a trip back from Chicago, so yeah. I got to listen to the whole thing from start to finish. And um, it was a great interview. And when he he brought up the whole Jeopardy thing, he said, well, yeah. And actually, Marv Griffin told me it was because of the popularity of my song mm-hmm. that they brought it back. And uh, <laughs> But that was a Marv Griffin-produced sh- show. He wrote right. the theme and everything. Um mm-hmm. And it's still going strong. I mean, Mm -hmm. it's (laughs) wow. Oh yeah. I I don't particularly like game shows. I'm not a big game show kind of guy. Right. They kind of bore me, but yeah, Jeopardy is still going strong. Oh, I've very strong memories of of Jeopardy
0: because when, you know, we're growing up, we used to spend our summers in the States. So we used to watch it every night. We'd all sit around the TV and watch it as a family. We'd all play along. Uh, and we still and you know, do that now i guarantee you that i will be going to visit my parents uh next week and uh as soon as it's on, of it's over christmas but as soon as it's on we will be sat in front of
1: the tv <laughs> I and you know when you're a that kid wheel of fortune when oh god i hate wheel of fortune mm. um i that's probably the one that i hate well that and price is right i hate price is right mm-hmm. it's even worse now with drew fat carry i can't mm. stand him um well, don't hold back, Tim. I won't. Yeah, um, yeah. I just kind of blew him getting him for an interview, didn't I? You sure did.
5: <laughs> <laughs> you sure did. Because they're lining did. up to
1: do this show, I tell you, folks. Um, no, you know, but when you were a teenager in the 80s, except for Guy. Yeah. Old mm-hmm. fart. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, when you were a teenager in the 80s and you watched Jeopardy with your parents and you were the one to get the answer, wasn't that a great feeling? Oh, yeah. If you answered, just... like, maybe one or two questions the whole show, you'd be like, ha, 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 ha. <laughs>
0: What do you mean, one or two? I used to regularly beat them, and I still do. <laughs>
1: <laughs> of course, he
5: uh, he had it taped ahead of time. That's he, right. <laughs> <no>. <laughs>
0: the, the funny thing, the fun, funny thing for us about Jeopardy, Jeopardy is one of the few American game shows that's never been transferred to Britain. Um, we've had most of the others, Price is Right, Wheel of Fortune. Um, you know, most most of them have come over, but Jeopardy never has for some reason. Huh. Um, and and what we find interesting is is by, by game show standards, it's fairly intellectual. Oh, yeah, um, absolutely. C- certainly on American TV. Uh, and we always like to call hey, it... what's what that mean? mean? by yeah. that? Hold on near <laughs> hey. what, what I'm saying is on is American uh, TV, most of, the game, most of the game shows are not built around um, mental work. They're built around, you know, luck or, or a little bit of skill, that sort of thing. And Jeopardy really is the only one where it's quite a cerebral... You have to know a lot in order to do well in it, win big money. And, and if you do know a lot, you do win quite a lot of money.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: We compare that to the to the the British intellectual game show, which is uh, called Mastermind. Uh, Mastermind, you have to if you want to win the show, you have to participate in about four four episodes. On each episode, you have to have a specialised subject which you get answered to, intensive questions on, and these will be subjects like. Um, basket weaving in the 14th century or the life and times of of edward the second you know it was really really deep stuff and then they have a general knowledge round for the second round in each show and the general knowledge round will ask you all sorts of things like you know um in 1490 in 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 in
2: 1492
0: Uh, what was the name of the sailor who accompanied uh, such and such on the voyage to the New World? You know, it's all stuff like that. It's really, really hard. And you know, you know what you win <laughs> what at the end of the show? That... <laughs> if, you, if, you win, if you win four episodes of that show and get through to the grand final and get crowned Mastermind Champion, you win
1: a crystal bowl. And then they behead you because you're
3: <laughs> too, too intelligent funny. and you may
1: take over the world. <laughs> you know, what do you want to yep. do next time, Pinky? The same <laughs> thing we I do. That that. We
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> next uh, show that's, that started in, uh, wow, 1984. The Transformers miniseries More Than Meets the Eye. a, a cartoon. The animated miniseries. Yeah. Yes. The cartoon, well, that was the first time that you you saw Transformers. Well, the toys were out before that. But But that's the the whole the You know, the toys weren't doing very well. Right. That's why they made the cartoon. Mm -hmm. They did the same thing with G.I. Joe. They did the same thing with He-Man. Yeah. Well, Um, now,
5: G.I. Joe goes back to the 60s.
1: Yes, but it was a toy. Yeah. And to make the toy more popular, Mm -hmm. they did the same thing with Transformers and they did the same thing with Mm He-Man. The toy lines came out first, and then they built a cartoon based on the toys so you'd want to go buy the toys. toys. Yeah. Another thing that took a similar path was pokemon i mean mm-hmm. it, it, it's a brilliant move uh, it's kind of a commercial every time you watch it yeah i mean and the transformers was no different and here we are in 2009 almost 2010 and what was a big grossing movie this year transformers, transformers revenge of the fallen and it was horrible yeah and uh yeah it's kind of funny that that's where it started i don't remember watching it in 84 though to be honest mm. Uh, the next one is actually, I, I would put this up there within the top twenty shows of all time, uh, at least the first five seasons, and that's the Cosby Show. Yes, uh, the Cosby Show was great when it first came out. It got really kind of stinky there the last couple of years,
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, but when that show first came out, I really enjoyed it. It, it had a great message. Um, everyone liked Bill Cosby,
2: mm-hmm. sure,
1: and and the kids were great, and it was just a really good family value show, guy. Right. Well,
5: the the nice thing about the Cosby Show was that you know he was showing a black family that wasn't acting th- the stereotypical black.
4: Yeah, it wasn't. You know, I mean, it wasn't good times.
5: <laughs> no, it wasn't. You know, this was this was a you know, a successful father, a successful mother, and you know, and your typical teenage kids.
0: Right. Yeah. The uh, the only thing that sli- I always thought slightly odd about the Cosby Show, and I think this is kind of an American TV thing, is that black people shown on American TV are, are all, only ever surrounded by black people, so all their friends are always black, um, and and you know they don't show them very often interacting with white people. Mm. Which to me kind of is a, it it as a viewer it always sticks out in my mind. It always a bit strange that
1: everyone in this is.
5: Well, that's because white people are the devil.
1: Duh, I can't, yeah. good lawyer, <laughs> David, I mean, we are the devil, don't you know yeah. that? Fair enough. Uh, unless you were the Jeffersons,
2: you then you had that goofy white card? neighbor.
4: It was actually
1: English,
2: but. Yes, well,
1: like I said,
4: goofy.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, yeah, and we're I'll just go going all he, the he, way he around on, the block tonight, aren't we? He, okay? he,
1: yeah. he, he was a winner on Mastermind, I believe. Uh, Mr. Ben- yes. Mr. Bentley was? Yes.
5: <laughs> That's
1: right. The next show <laughs> probably uh, is the 1980s. Oh, yeah. Miami Vice. I mean, uh, that was the '80s. mm, I mean, it was the fashion. It was the look. I mean, it was the the integration of
4: '80s music with part of as part of the plot line. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, we talked before about Beverly Hills Cop, and and kind of Miami Vice was like Beverly Hills Cop for TV, but done very very cool. Yep. Mm -hmm. You Um, know, very much the same sort of thing. Same. In fact, the same a lot of the same music. I mean. um, Jan Jan Hammer didn't he do? um, He did the theme song. Yeah, theme song. song. And he he also did uh, the theme song for Beverly Hills Cop.
1: It's one of those shows that you know that was that show was so huge at the time. Oh yeah. I mean, do you remember the Pepsi commercial with Don Johnson that was filmed in exactly the same Miami Vice style and everything and. Uh, it, it, it was this. Everyone had to have a linen jacket. Yeah, and, you know, they, mm-hmm. yeah, they did. Yeah. And With a T-shirt clothes. underneath. Yeah. Yep. Um, they, they, they even uh, tried to remake it. And I thought, you know, Colin Farrell and, um, what's his name? Jamie Foxx. Jamie Fox, mm-hmm. And it was an okay movie, but it wasn't Miami Vice. No. The the, the,
0: Miami, the Miami Vice movie that was made recently, I don't remember the original TV series having that much shooting in it.
1: Oh, it had a lot of shooting it. In did it. have a lot yeah, of it, shooting I, I don't, Maybe I, I just don't Not remember. Not as it, much the, as that movie did. But the, the movie had a, was
0: kind of crazy. On the, the show, they had a
5: whole movie season. but Did he spend most of it trying to pretend he was Jamaican? <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: God. And the last show uh, worth speaking about that started in 1984 that went forever... That my grandmother watched all the damn time. Yeah, my and my mother. Show too. Yeah. Murder, She Wrote. Yep. Okay, we can move on from there. Thank
0: Please. you. <laughs> I, I always thought it would be very depressing if in real life, every time you went somewhere,
1: uh,
2: you know somebody what? died. If,
1: <laughs> if I saw this bitch coming up to my house, yeah. I, no, 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 no go away, no. go away. Yeah,
2: don't, She don't was don't the Grim Reaper.
1: This lady shows up, someone's
2: dead. Yeah. <laughs> And it's always a friend
5: of hers. You'd think that they'd stop
4: sending Christmas cards or something. (laughs) I would. Or they'd unfriend her in Facebook (laughs) or something.
1: (laughs) The following shows uh, were huge in their time, but all good things must end. And these shows all ended at one point or another in 1984. And I think. Yeah, it was very sad.
5: It was Captain Kangaroo. Bob Keeshan, you know i I remember even when I was a little kid, three, four, five years old, getting up and you know plopping myself down in front of the TV at eight o'clock to watch CBS for the Captain Kangaroo show. Loved it. Yep. Yep. Mister Green Jeans. I remember when I remember when he died, and you guys might not remember Mister Green Jeans. Yes, I, I remember Mister
4: Green Jeans. Yeah,
5: because he he died, I think, like ten years before they actually ended the show. Yeah. Uh huh. And I, w- I remember – I wasn't watching it at that point, but I remember when I heard that he had died, it was like, well, no, he can't die. He's Mr. Green mm-hmm.
1: It doesn't work like that. Next show that ended um, – and this show had some good episodes, and I watched a lot of the episodes of this. Mm-hmm. I, my parents must have really been into this. but Mine were too. Fantasy Island. You liked it? Was- it?
5: It was, another, it was another, it was a way for Aaron Spelling to, to rework
1: the love boat and mm-hmm. put it on an island. It worked, though. It yeah. really worked. I, I suppose. Um, I liked it because, you know, there was always a new cast every week. I liked the idea that they go to this island and their dreams come true, but never the way they thought it was going to. Right. Um, the twist. Yeah, there's always a twist. Yeah. Um, I I like Fantasy Island. I think that's actually a show that they could probably do again. You know? And they wouldn't even have to call it a remake. I mean, really. Uh, Although both the stars are dead at this point, but still. Keep
0: playing, boss. Keep playing.
1: (laughs) (laughs) They they can get me me to do that role. There you go. Uh, The next show, go ahead, Chad. Happy
4: days.
1: Oh. Should have ended about five or six yes, years. ended five or
4: six years earlier. Well, this is the
1: show that yeah. literally jumped a shark. This is this, yeah. that's where the term. came from. That's where from. the term came from. When Fonzie jumped a shark, the show went right yeah. down. Um, yeah, I don't. You know, what are you going to say about? Happy days. I mean, well, was... and, and
4: what, what killed me is that it's one of those shows where even after one of the really the main character was Ron Howard, and after he left, they still continued the show. Yeah. <laughs> and whatever happened to his brother? He, he like went upstairs one episode, never came back down. Yeah, first yeah. episode. Chuck was there for like the first yeah. season, and that was it. Yeah. <laughs> man, he gone. I, think he,
5: I think he met up with uh, what's her name for Murder She Wrote, and they yeah, just Jessica. Say, <laughs> Jessica.
2: Yeah.
4: You know, the next show, Real People. Oh, God. I, I couldn't, I, you know, when I saw that on the list. I couldn't even remember what it was. I had to actually refresh my mind to get
1: back to what that show was about. It's basically what they do on stuff like the Today Show now.
4: Well, it's – you know, it was it was YouTube before there was yeah. internet. Yeah. yeah. That's what it was. You know,
1: you'd see the, the squirrel riding on the – it was kind of a combination mm-hmm. between America's Funniest Videos mm-hmm. and investigative – well, not investigative. Not <laughs> even investigative. Re- reporters going out and covering these weird things yeah. that people do. yeah. And
0: yeah, we, we the British version was um, was called That's Life, and it ran forever. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was on for for many many well, real years. Real people ran for what eight years? Yeah, something yeah like at least that. eight or five. Uh, five years, according to Wikipedia. Oh, was it
4: five? Okay. Seventy
1: nine yeah. through eighty four. Yeah, and the last show,
4: yeah. which
1: uh, at least when the show started, who didn't want to be Jack Tripper on Three's Company? Except. The whole thing, he had to pretend it was, that he was gay. It was the right. show
5: that only had one plot for about eight years.
2: Yes. Who was
5: <laughs> but, going to overhear what from the kitchen and misinterpret it?
0: Right. But, but, most, but a lot of sitcoms are like that. Yeah. Yeah, but they took it well, to the, used to to the anyway. nth degree.
5: I mean, I mean they, they didn't even try to sugarcoat it.
1: All right, let's uh, move on to music now. Did you notice I said, let's move on? Yeah. I I did that to poke it, guy, a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think we can move on
3: from
2: that. (laughs) Yeah, we can move
1: on. Uh, Let's talk about the big albums of the year. Uh, I didn't list all of them, but I I listed enough that we have two albums that have exactly the same name in 1984, and that's 1984. One was from Van Halen, and one was from the Eurythmics, and both those albums were great. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I, I I like both of them. Yep. For totally different reasons. The Works by Queen. I don't know. Mm. I, I never thought that was a very good album, David. No.
4: Uh, well,
0: you know, at the time it was it was just another album. I think the thing with, with Queen's music is that pretty much everything they did now has, has taken on a much more iconic status. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, um, you know, um, it was...
1: Uh, it, the, there were some
0: great songs on there. You
1: know, some... Probably one of the most influential albums of all time at this point um, and I, I i don't i don't know if a lot of people listen to the show really would think that but when you start looking at what mu- music is doing nowadays mm-hmm. and what happened because of this album what came after you, you can't help but agree and that's run, run dmc, DMC.
2: Yep. yeah
1: when, when that album came out there was that we had rap but this was mm-hmm. really the beginning of rap Run DMC was the first major major rap
2: group mm-hmm. to come out. Well, they
0: they were were they the first rap group that kind of uh, broke into the into the you know out of the, the suburbs, the, yeah suburbs into you know mainstream music.
4: Yes, much yeah. thanks to Aerosmith for that. So
1: yeah, well I don't know, Ducky Fresh uh, was there kind of, but Run DMC was really ones that blew yeah. that door open. Yeah, 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 they were. Um, but you know, shortly after them, the Beastie Boys and. I mean, it's, it's, it, but that first Run DMC album was really good. In mm-hmm. fact, I could still listen to that album now. Mm-hmm. Uh, their follow up al- album a couple of years later, Raising Hell, again, that was brilliant.
4: Yeah.
1: <clears throat> I'm losing my voice because of a head cold, so mm-hmm. we gotta, gotta keep going. <clears throat> Push it. Guy, what's the next one?
5: Next one Born in the USA by Bruce Springsteen. Who? Is he
4: still yeah, around? Yeah, him.
1: him. Oh, yeah, yeah, he's still around.
3: Hmm.
1: I don't know. Just, I've always had a problem with the hugely patriotic stuff. Right, it always seemed too much self-congratulations, too uh, pat yourself on the back. Well,
0: yeah, but but in Born in the USA is actually, uh, I know.
1: It criti- it's criticizing that. I know, right. but you know, it's when saying you're 14 that it's years fake. old, you don't realize that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, when you're 14 and you're just listening to the radio and you're born, you're like, oh, yeah. God, stop yelling at me! I know mm-hmm. where I'm it, born. Yeah,
0: mm-hmm. but I mean if you listen to the, to most of the song album, I mean
1: it's a yeah.
4: really sad album. It's
1: very mm-hmm. depressing. Yep. Yes. Next album we already talked about Purple Rain, my favorite album of all time as far as soundtracks go. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Uh Ice Cream Castle by The Time, also thanks to them, which is Rain. <laughs> well Prince wrote yeah. every song on there. Yeah. He told them how to do it. He he the time didn't exist until Prince put them together. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Um, and there are some great songs on that album, too. Ride the Lightning by Metallica. The See, first, it's hard Meta- to the think first of-
4: Metallica album I ever actually listened to, and I remember hearing the title track off that, and I thought, who the hell are these guys? I love this stuff.
1: <laughs> um, you know, it's hard to think about Metallica in the 80s, but, that, I mean, they really hit big yeah, in that was Yeah, that was their second album. Yes, and... Master of Puppets being their first one. but... No, Master of Puppets was the No, their third no, one. Uh, third one, you're right. And Kill, them Kill them all them was the first one. one. Yeah.
0: But they, I mean, you know, this has some of their biggest songs on, even though they, they hit it big later on. Mm-hmm. You
1: know. Ride the Lightning is a, an amazing album to this day. Welcome to the Pleasure Dome, David. Frankie goes to Hollywood. <laughs> it's really yeah, the only and, album. I mean, you yeah. know, they tried
0: it, but. F- well, it wasn't. You, you say them. It was one guy. Yeah. I, I mean, know. It, it turned. It turned out, you know, much much later on that he was doing everything, and, and um, you know, the rest of it was all session musicians, and there was no band. Um, are they, This caused a lot of controversy when this came out. Yes, he got did. banned. Got banned by the BBC. Um, which did nothing but stimulate the the sales of the sales yes. of the album, mm-hmm. obviously. Um, and I remember, yeah. I remember seeing it debated on TV about whether children should be listening to music like this and it yeah, was but most it was children really didn't realize what they were talking no, well, about
1: yeah. when they're saying <laughs> relax they didn't realize
2: <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah if you relaxing, listen to, what?
0: if you listen to some of the sound effects in that song though it's pretty clear what's <laughs> yeah, going on yeah. particularly I still love the song the though mm-hmm. yeah. I love, I love and, that song I remember uh, I remember very clearly I was at boarding school and we went to a music class and we were in, we were encouraged to bring along music we liked to this music <laughs> class. And we were going to listen to it and discuss it. And, of course, most of us played the game and brought along a piece of classical music or choral music or something that was in in fitting with the music classes we have been doing the, through the term. And one boy brought Relaxed by Frankie Goes to Hollywood in. And I remember this song being played and the teacher's face just getting redder and redder and redder and it was part embarrassment <laughs> part rage <laughs>
5: <laughs> it got, it
0: got to the to that one point in the song you know when it breaks and the sound effects come in and it got turned off at that point and the the teacher just absolutely lost it he so did absolutely. you do
4: any analytical deconstruction on that piece as part of your Probably class not, or
0: <laughs> didn't really talk about it very much we kind of moved straight on <laughs>
1: Next album was, uh, this is still one of my favorite albums as well, Arena from Duran Duran. Uh, A pseudo-live album. um, Mm -hmm. Recorded really well. There's songs, there's no original song on Arena. It's all redone stuff. Mm -hmm. But some of the versions, versions of the songs on Arena... Like the chauffeur is my favorite version of this version of the, of the song because you keep getting
4: confused with the next uh, big I know, album. I know I
1: can't because uh, I'm looking at the mm-hmm. next one, so we'll just move on to that one. Like a Virgin by Madonna. Yep, that was so, like a Virgin. You know, Like a Virgin by Madonna
2: <laughs>
1: was probably the biggest album of the year.
2: Mm-hmm. I don't know if it yeah.
1: sold the most, but who everybody had that album. Mm-hmm. It was on every radio station. Yes. Even the 50 stations were probably playing Madonna songs. I mean, well, and she had the music videos to go with it. so
3: mm,
2: mm, mm, mm.
1: It, it, it was huge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the next one, a uh, Canadian, Brian Adams, his record, Reckless. I like that album. Yeah. I, I, it's still good. So
0: mm-hmm. I'm, I was a really big Brian Adams fan, and uh, I really love this album. Mm-hmm. Probably one of my fav-
1: favorites from the 80s. Okay, here's the top five hits. Of the year. Of the year. Number 5, go ahead David.
0: Number 5 was Frankie Goes to Hollywood Relax.
1: Ooh. Number 4 was Girls Just Want to Have Fun. Cindy Lauper. And girls they want to mm. have fun. Ugh.
5: <coughs> Ugh. Okay, go ahead guy. Oh, thanks. Thanks for this one. Uh Wham, Wake Me Up Before You Go-Go.
1: You you don't like that song?
5: N- no, not really. <laughs> <laughs> Not a
4: big high? George high. High.
1: I yeah, can't even get yeah, that high. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, number two is a song that is, it's other than Relax, I like Relax, but number two actually came out at the end of the year. Yeah. And it came out in November of nineteen eighty four and yet it was a number two selling single. Yep. And there's a reason for that. Band Aids, Do They Know It's Christmas? I still love that song. Mm-hmm. I yep. I, it it was embarrassing to me as much as I like that, and I was really looking forward to the Americans version, which was horrible. Oh, yeah.
3: We are the, the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We wear our
1: underoos. <laughs> uh, it was horrible. I hated yeah. it, and and I'm thinking why why did you let Michael Jackson write the song? And it, almost the whole song is Michael Jackson.
2: Uh, did you well, not and hear very, what they did very in the UK? Ask, yeah. It
1: is. It's like, did you hear what they did in the UK? It was brilliant. Mm-hmm. The way they blended all these different artists, mm-hmm. and oh my God, the video was great. And the whole video was like, oh, there's that person. Oh, there's that person. Oh, there's... And they mm-hmm. looked like they were all together having a good time. Mm-hmm. And then we get the albatross of We Are the World. Oh yeah. my God. And the number one song, oh, my God. This really is depressing to me because this man had a brilliant career. He wrote mm-hmm. some of the best songs. And in he's, the still 70s. A, he's
4: still a fantastic performer. Yep,
1: and coming up into the 80s. And one of his worst songs of all time mm-hmm. is his absolute biggest hit. Yeah. Go ahead, Chad. I can't even say it. I'm so depressed.
4: I just called to say I love
1: you. And I'm glad the two of you are in Michigan. Yeah. <laughs> I just and I'm Skyped. Here. <laughs> you know, come on. Stevie Wonder. The next time I fall in love. and I mean, the mm-hmm. guy's had a brilliant career, and then he puts this fluffy crap, Yeah. and that's the biggest hit. Ugh. It, it's just not right. All right, before we wrap up, what's the big technology things of 1984? Obviously, Ooh. we've talked about boom boxes and Walkmans in the past. There's,
5: it
4: was something that, this fruit company released, yeah, um, and they and it was it was it was pimped by a huge commercial ad in the Super Bowl that basically said, this is why nineteen eighty four won't be like nineteen
1: eighty four yep, what is it macintosh. Yeah, the macintosh mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, but let's be honest it it in nineteen eighty four it didn't do anything, it wasn't a big, huge success, no, it didn't make everybody stand up and notice. No. It didn't knock the technology world on its ear. In fact, most technology pundits hated it. I didn't even get my hands on my first Macintosh until nineteen eighty. 1980... No, it was eighty seven. Yeah, eighty 87, 88 is when the Macintosh really started taking off. Yeah. Well
0: it was it was also it was really, really expensive.
1: Oh yes twenty four ninety five. Yeah. Which But that's that's quite a bit of money
4: But yeah, just me. for inflation, that's it's yeah, that's, substantial. That's, that's a lot of bucks. Yeah.
1: Plus what was the number one selling computer at the time was the Apple II. So Apple's competing yeah. with themselves.
4: I don't yep. know. when I got my my hands on my first Macintosh. If my I
3: friend, turn
2: down
1: the, the mic there, Chad. Oh.
3: That's for you, too. <laughs> Yeah.
1: David and Guy, you got to jump in when you hear silence because it means <laughs> Tim's having a coffin fit because he's got a head cold. Yeah. <laughs> so he
4: turned us down so we didn't,
1: you know. And, but Chad oh, he, he turned it down, so I'll keep talking. So I, but he forgot. Yeah, I forgot <laughs> the that Sharing we're both
4: sharing yeah. the same mic. So. Doesn't work that good. No, I remember when I got my my hands in the first Macintosh and my friend Jim Hager, we put together a paper for one of our classes in college and stayed up all night working on it. And I remember by the end of the, by the end of the uh, session, I was
1: playing with McPaint, making little
2: weird pictures. <laughs> it, course, was, it was
4: addictive, Oh, it was it. addictive.
1: Um, some of the other technologies, big things, I, should, I don't want to say just technology, but some of the big things that happened in 1984, the first CD ever made in the United States was Bruce Springsteen's Born in the USA, 1984. I don't think yep. I got my first CD player until, I want to say 87, 88.
5: Yeah, it was about the same time for me. Yep. I right. still have actually. Yeah. I still have and use the first CD player I bought back then. It still works. Wow, was yeah. that a Pioneer? No, actually, it was from JC Penney's. I don't remember what their store brand was mm. at the time, but it was it was on sale. It was like 150 bucks, which was an incredible price at the time. And I still have it. It still works, and it's now yeah. going on mm. 20 years old. My but it was
0: re- it was really the following year that CD started to hit it big because I remember the big, the big album in Britain that everybody wanted to get on CD was Dire Straits' Brothers in Arms.
5: Oh, great! And, album.
0: That, and yeah, it what it, it was and still is a fantastic album. But you know, if you were if you really wanted to show you had money and were really cool, then having a CD player and that on CD was was certainly the thing to have.
1: In the United States, I, I would have to say it was probably the the first album that everybody wanted to get on CD was. Um, Def Leppard, Hysteria. Mm,
2: yeah.
1: That was the one that everybody, I mean, because that album in 88 played, er- oh my God, yeah. it was everywhere. And uh, that was, I mean, that was the big album. I got my first CD player in 87, I think. And it was on sale for $99 at a place called ABC Warehouse in Kalamazoo. Mm-hmm. And that's what I wanted for Christmas. And it's mm-hmm. November and it was on sale. So my mom and dad gave me the money.
2: Mm-hmm. I
1: drove over to Kalamazoo. Bought it. Brought it back home. This is component. Mm-hmm. You know, you had to have an amplifier, which I had right, right. already. Yeah. I brought it back home. They said, all right, we want you to hook it up on your stereo and make sure it works. Mm-hmm. I said, well, I need a CD. Go buy a CD. Went and I bought, speaking of Def Leppard, I bought Pyromania. Right. I love that album, Die Hard the Hunter. Mm-hmm. Which is w-
4: probably their actual, <coughs> I think, was oh, was the, my, the best, best album.
1: album. Yeah, yeah, I agree. It wasn't a huge commercial success, as hysteria, but mm-hmm. it, it's... It's just a better. Yeah. And so the first song I ever heard on a CD player was Die Hard the Hunter, mm-hmm. cranked up in my bedroom in November in, of what, 1985, 86, 87, somewhere around 87. 87. Cranked up pretty good. And the song ended. And my mom said, All right, put it back in the box and give it to us. <laughs> <laughs> I said, What no! do you mean? They said, Well, get your Christmas. Merry Christmas, Christmas
2: Timmy. <laughs> you, you, you'll hey. get it
1: Christmas morning. That's right. Oh, my God. That was horrible. But was it the best Christmas ever? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, it wasn't. But I did buy like two or three CDs. Um, yeah. well, only of it? stuff that I didn't have yet. And mm-hmm. that was just – that was killing me because I couldn't listen to them. Right. But, oh, when I get my CD player, I'll be able to. I remember when I finally got a CD player in the car. I thought that was amazing. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God, I could play CDs in the car? Because, Guy, you had one of those first CD players. You remember – Sure. if you farted within 5 feet of that cd player the damn thing would skip oh yeah
5: yeah, yeah. well I mean, it was it was what a single laser at the time yeah. and there was there was no you know cuz yeah. basically what they do now is they have a pre and um and it's, it's after. buffered mm-hmm. yeah it's buffered so if something happens it, it just is whoop, i got to go back a second and get that information or i got to go forward a second and get that information and it just does they just don't skip anymore well they used to have that loop. Then, you know, if you started dancing, all of a sudden you'd be. <laughs> <Yeah>. mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> but we were kind of used to that from albums, anyways. Yeah. yeah. Unless you put the penny on the arm mm-hmm. and then. You, yeah. yeah. Uh, another big thing that happened the very first MTV Music Awards happened in September of 1984. Wow, it's been that long. It, but you got to remember, in 84, MTV, it was was, huge. Know, all it was this huge. other stuff that we've talked about nothing was bigger than MTV. That was nothing. the
4: reason to get cable television. That
1: was the only reason. Yeah. I mean there was nothing on HBO except for has been we already saw that. Right. Um or not necessarily the news, That's was about the with thing. Yeah.
2: Um
1: but MTV ruled the airwaves. Every single teenager and 20 something and even some of the 30 somethings, everybody was hooked on MTV. Mm-hmm. I mean Martha Quinn, Adam Curry, JJ J. Jackson, Mhm i mean it, it it was downtown Julie Brown, yeah, I mean it, it was facebook and uh youtube combined into i mean it was yeah. everything, and everybody watched it um was m t v that big over in the u k david well not not to the same extent because we didn't have cable
0: um cable really only came to Britain in the late nineties so um it wasn't, it, it was, as, as I recall, it was transmitted, uh, you know, a couple of hours a day on, um,
5: on, on, the on channel one, of,
0: one of the, we only had, yeah, because we only had four channels as well back then, um, so it was, only, it was only available in very small doses, but it was in the news all the time, everyone was always talking about it, but we couldn't really watch it the same way you could.
1: It was a, a cultural juggernaut. It was. That is irrelevant nowadays. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, if MTV went off the air, it would, wouldn't would even barely make the evening news. I mean, mm-hmm. it's, it's nothing anymore. But back then... Phew. So, the big story of 2009 and the big story of 1984 revolves around the same person.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: He happened to die in 2009. Right. But in 1984... He just got burnt up a little bit.
4: (laughs) Which which apparently led to his death in 2009. (laughs) Yes,
1: because of the painkillers. Yeah. Uh, And that's Michael Jackson. He Mm -hmm. got caught on fire filming a Pepsi commercial. He won eight Grammys that year, seven for just the album Thriller. Mm -hmm. Uh, 1984 was dominated by MTV, Madonna, Michael Jackson, Wham!, I mean that was Well, and,
4: and Jackson was the first one to really take advantage of do you, the
1: Do you think that of Michael, the, video, of the yeah. video format? Do you think Michael Jackson and we'll start with uh, guy. Do you yeah, think Michael Jackson would have been who he became, the big star that he was without MTV?
5: No, no, he wouldn't have. Um his his music was good but it, it wasn't like you know oh my god i've got to rush out you know as far as i'm concerned rush out and and buy this because it's it's so wonderful and and iconic it was it was just more pop music and and what really set him apart from other pop stars wasn't so much his music it was it was the videos that that showed the skills that he had in dancing
0: yeah i i agree with that i think uh, i mean you were talking before uh, Tim about Madonna as well and how big she was in 1984. Oh, she's and definitely
1: again, a product of MTV. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no but she, I mean, yeah.
0: she she was something she still does today um, but she was she showed, at, 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 even at that very young age, that she was a master of creating an image to go with the music. Yep. Yes, uh, And to, to do that, you need to be able to put that image in front of people, and MTV really allowed you to do that. It's interesting, I was, I was looking at some, some of my old uh, records the other day and um, looking up some of their old music videos on YouTube, and you see some of the videos from this, this era, and a lot of them were appallingly bad. I mean, really, really poorly done. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, bands just standing around <laughs> singing and and kind of japing around, not really. You can see they they didn't really know what to do. Mm-hmm. And then you compare that with the video for Thriller, which was a which was a movie, and uh, some of the videos that Madonna was making at the time, where where effectively she was she was pushing her image really down the viewer's throat. Yeah, they and were like, like three just,
5: and a half three and a half minute commercials. Absolutely, mm-hmm. and,
0: her, just, and and it, they're, they're, like, they're like chalk and for cheese her what?
1: for her music. Oh, I thought you said something else. <laughs> <laughs> I really did. Oh. I said use it. Do I have to use, Do I have to use an explicit tag for this one? Um yeah, you know, it, it, everything I don't I don't want to say that it was more um style over substance. Uh although in some cases that probably was the case. Oh yeah. But I mean, yeah, Prince explain, was also ma'am. a byproduct of the MTV generation, but he was starting to come up even before MTV came out. Mm -hmm. I mean, I personally think uh, 1999 was a great album. Right. Um, and really his movie is what kind of pushed him over the edge, Mm -hmm. but yet he, he, he took advantage of MTV. Yeah.
4: But but his movie was, you know, a two and a half, what an hour and 45 minute run of MTV more or less with. Yeah. Yeah. I would agree with the plus also
5: remember that, uh, that, that Prince, as compared to either Michael Jackson or Madonna, for that matter, was just a, a phenomenal talent in, in how he could put songs together. Well, he still and is. The way, yeah. Oh, yeah. And the way he
1: played guitar. I well, mean, no, the, the, the it wasn't guys, just a guitar. Guy, did you know that when you listen to Purple Rain, you've you've listened to that album, right? Sure, of course. Okay. Every single sound you hear on that album, everything, is Prince. Yeah. I mean... The keyboards, multi-talented. The drums, the every sound that comes out of your speakers except for a couple of the female vocal parts, everything else is all Prince.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, it was it's built Prince in the Revolution. Right. But the Revolution was his live band. Right. Yeah. On the record, it's all Prince. How many people can do that? I mean, I mean, it's just amazing. Yeah, you tried that, Bruce. Yeah, good luck, Bruce Springsteen. <laughs> How about Michael Jackson or Madonna? No. Or, you know, no. they were all singers. They're, they were not musicians the way Prince was. Mm-hmm. Or is. is. Yeah. And uh, I don't care for his new music, really. I kind of wish I did because I, I really respect anybody who has that much talent. Mm-hmm. And he's still doing it. And you could tell that he's not doing it for commercial success anymore. He's doing it because he's compelled to do it. He right. has to make music. That's who he is. Um. I don't know if we have artists like that anymore. I hope we do,
5: but well, the the problem is that artists that that make music because it's the music they want to make, they can't do that until they've been successful.
3: Yeah,
1: so that's, until they already have the money. So that's uh, been uh, geekiest show ever, number twenty two, talking about nineteen eighty four. We'll come up with a theme for our next show. It won't be a a, a year or anything this time. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of movies coming out. Uh, I know that uh, I'd, I'd like to go see Avatar and talk about that, but
2: mm-hmm.
1: we'll see. I don't know. Yeah, it's it's one of those movies that I just, I know I'll probably enjoy, but
4: why I am I, saw, why I, am I not excited about it though?
1: Well, because you've already seen it. It was called Pocahontas. Ah,
4: <laughs> <laughs> except for it was ah. an Indian. And,
0: yeah.
1: um,
3: <clears throat> anyways,
0: it's, it's I have to say it's getting very very strong reviews. So you know, uh, I, just...
1: I, you know I'll watch it. There's no question about it. Sure. It's just, I, I just think I'm so anti-hype nowadays.
4: But, you know, my wife, of course, seeing all the hype is just kind of like, why would anybody want to go see that movie? But then, you know, I did get her to sit down and watch the Star Trek movie the Star Trek movie with me since we got it on DVD, and she absolutely enjoyed it.
1: Oh, who would it? I, I yeah. still, I'm my wife keeps saying, what do you want for Christmas? hmm And I just kind of stuttered right there. It was actually kind of a shake because it's getting cold in this office. Mm-hmm. Um, I said I either want the Clone Wars Season 1 on Blu-ray. Mm-hmm. Or the new Star Trek movie? Yeah,
0: yeah. I I got um, my we'll wife bought that. Yeah, my wife bought it for me on DVD, and uh, I'm not i am not chance to sit down watch it. I need to have an afternoon where I can watch the movie and go through all the uh, extra features as well. That's what I'm looking forward to.
4: Well, that's my that's my goal <laughs> for tomorrow morning is to sit through the extras. So,
1: so uh, that's been the show this week. We're going to continue the show right now for another 14 minutes or so. Uh, here are the greatest hits of 1984 montage not 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 all of them but it's a montage enjoy folks
3: Number two Get a day to get through this thing called life Electric word life, it means forever and that's a mighty long time But I'm here to tell you, there's something
2: else I have a picture,
3: pinned to my wall An image of you and of me, and we're laughing with love at it all Our life now, tattered and torn. We fuss and fight and delight and tears, and we cry until dawn. The The afterworld. A world of never-ending happiness. You can always always see the sun. Day day or or night. You and I.